This is ESPN Radio. There's always no half-stepping. Not when Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman are in the building. Thanks for joining us in our building known as ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN, you presented by Progressive Insurance. You're going to hear a story from Jay Williams that will bring even more of a correlation between Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, and both of those two being together as teammates on the Dallas Cowboys. That comes your way in a couple of minutes. And many people wondered, hey, Dak Prescott, quarterback, Mike McCarthy, the general manager, Jerry Jones made the trade for Trey Lance, Jay Will. He didn't tell this quarterback or his general manager. Many people believe the Cowboys should have given those two guys, especially quarterback, a heads up. Even Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider, when he's on Canty and Carlin yesterday, he said this trade does this for the future of the Dallas Cowboys. When you're doing this kind of thing, when you're trading for a top five overall player at that position in particular, at that unique position when you already have a franchise quarterback who you've invested a lot of money in and you know who there is conversation swirling around him concerning, is he the future? Is he worth that investment? Is he worth another significant investment down the road, a, uh, another extension? You know when you don't inform people where there's constantly speculation around them about you, a, a pending transaction of this magnitude, that it's going to invite more speculation. It's going to invite more questions, not only from us, but from them too, about what is going on. And you're not going to tell me that Jerry doesn't know exactly what he's doing. By the way, when you're not informing someone and then a decision comes across the table, you're informing them where they stand with you. <laughs> I never thought about that. That is very you're, true. You're letting them and everybody know where they stand about, first off, who runs this organization? Secondly, about what's on the line for you. Now, I, I love mental Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I love this. I come from a genius who used to plant a little seed in your mind, Freddie, and then sit back and watch. Are you going to water it? Are you going to let it die? Are you going to take care of it? Are you going to cultivate it? Are you going to be more ambitious? Okay. Is it going to make you more hungry? How are you going to react to this little seed that I just planted in your mind? And to me, this is exactly what that is. They are committed to Dak. Everything that Jerry has done has led him up to this point, right? Right. They want to see him win. Jerry wants to win a championship more than anybody. That's all he talks about all the time. Even to the point, Kellen Moore, fine. Mike McCarthy, you got it. Call the plays. But what's happening now is that I'm going to make a little bit of a chess move here. And now I want to see who you become, Dak. Mm -hmm. So when you have to answer questions... I want to see how you lead, and is it going to spark a fire? Is this going to be the thing that gets you over the hump? Just you wondering whether your job is on the line. So I, I get there are so many different ways to manage and to lead. I would have led differently. I would have had a conversation uh -huh. with Dak and Mike McCarthy. Right. That's the way I am. Mm -hmm. I have no problem at all okay. with Jerry Jones doing it this way. Because like I said earlier, coming off the sound of – of you know Reddick Lewis Reddick talking, him not informing them is him informing them what time it is, Freddie. That's what he's doing. If you're Jerry Jones and you know, and he has heard it ad nauseum about man, my team has not put a Super Bowl championship in my trophy case 
27 years and counting right now. Whatever you have to use to get people to get off there, you know what? You are going to do it. And you're not going to be shy about it. You're not going to make apologies for it. And I'm with you. If you're Jerry Jones, you're like, look, I need you two to be better when it comes to your coach and quarterback. Hey, you want to call the plays? If that's how you want to potentially go out or succeed, have at it. I'll sign off on it. I'll move on from Kellen Moore, who was not even on the street one second before he became the offensive coordinator of Los Angeles Chargers. And we know Jerry cares about him. Mm-hmm. A guy's a backup quarterback, undrafted out of Boise State, started a couple games for them, and had that football mind where Jerry said, when your playing days are over, you need to work here. And he became an offensive coordinator. And listen, Dak Prescott, he said, dude, I, you know how I feel about you. Uh, uh, Dak, uh, you know I care about you. Uh, we've had some wonderful times together, and I, I think you can be the quarterback that we can uh, uh, win that Super Bowl that we have not won since I ran Jimmy Johnson out of here and brought in Barry Switzer. You got your money. You got your bag. I'm drinking a lot of Jack and Lee Walker Black to make sure that we can win <laughs> that championship. But I don't want to continue to have this kind of alcohol consumption if you're not going to be the kind of guy that I know you wow. can be to be that player of quarterback that win us a championship. He put those guys on blast by saying, you got the money because I believe in you. But don't make me a non-believer if you can't get it done. And I don't care how you feel about Trey Lance being here. What are you going to do about it? And whatever you're going to do about it, better benefit us as a team and not just you as a quarterback. I mean, look, Freddie, my, my, my freshman year, I had a rocky freshman year in college. And Coach K pulled me over to the side and he said, look, we have another McDonald's National Player of the Year at the same position that we're going to bring in. I was like, what the? What I was going to ask you, what was your what reaction? The, what My spot? You don't give up my spot? Okay, okay. And, like, he also is like, there's a chance for you guys to play together, but it's time for you to show what that next level is. So you know what that forced me to do, Freddie? Mm -hmm. Everybody else went home that summer. Right. My ass stayed in Durham. Uh I'm like, okay, cool, Giant Dawkins, let's work out every day. Let's get up a 1,000 made shots every day. Oh, let me go to USA Basketball. Okay, let me go against Jason Kidd and Gary Payton. Oh, let me put in work. Oh, when I came back, I was ready. Freddie, I was I was going after Jason Kidd so hard during USA basketball. Right. People are like, yo, what's wrong with you? I'm like, yo, I ain't going to lose my spot. And then when I came in, like it was funny. I met Chris Duhon and it was like I was going at him. And then we found a way for us to play together. Right. But then my sophomore year, I became National Player of the Year. Right. We won a championship, yeah. right, because it elevated my level of play. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that Trey Lance is Chris Duhon. Right. I'm not saying that Trey Lance is a threat right away, but don't get it twisted for one second. If you're Dak Prescott or if you're any quarterback in this league, if you're any starter in any league, how do you think Jeremy Ling got paid the money he got paid? Somebody inevitably gets hurt. And when you get hurt, if your number is called and if you're ready and you explode on the scene, somebody's looking at, oh, he's on his rookie contract. Oh, we can have him for cheap for a little bit. Oh, hold on a second. Maybe there's something else here. Uh-huh. Maybe it's, and it creates that. Okay. So knowing that in the back of your mind, you better elevate. It's time now. Right. He, it's time now. Yeah, and Mike McCarthy still will go first yes, before Dak will. will go. No doubt. But don't get, Dak is right there. Right. He's right there next in line. Mm-hmm. Because you got that money. You, they're paying for future results because they believe those future results better result in a Super Bowl when it comes to Dak Prescott. And the Dallas Cowboys. Real quick, Jay Woods, Freddie Cohen together this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, as well as ESPNU. Our leader, the pretty love hate machine, Nuno. 
he got in my ear with this. I was trying not to bust out laughing and listen to you at the same time. So I'm going to let Nuno tell you what he told me in my ear that if this happened in these modern times, what Jay Williams would have done. No, I simply want to ask. I simply want to ask, Jay, that was different times, right? Like you would have to sit out if you ended up transferring. Now with the transfer portal, like (laughs) wouldn't it just been like, all right, I'm out. Like, you know, because that's the most, that's the simplest answer nowadays, right? It's like, hey, I'm go- you're bringing in someone to compete against me. Yes, I struggled. Well, I'm leaving. Like, that type of thing. Because someone is willing to give me, you know, that playing time that I might lose here. Like, you have a different mindset. Like, you have that dog mindset that I'm going to, like, this is going to motivate me. But, like. You know, and we think that's going to be the thing for Dak, right? It's going to motivate him, or at least that's what Jerry's probably hoping. But, like, mm-hmm. would it have been different? Like, the thoughts that you think about transfer, knowing that they were bringing in Chris Duhon? If I if I were raised in today's culture, potentially. Okay. Potentially, right? Because I think there's a it, – it's like being in a relationship, right? It's a why people have a hard time fighting through relationships because – the optionality due to social media and a lot of things that you can see, mm-hmm. like you feel like, oh, you're always comparing. Right. Like, oh, well, they got that or they got that and we don't have this. It's like, well, wait, we did that two years ago and we've done way more than that. It's just, why is it we're always a prisoner of the moment comparing, right? You always say a comparison is a thief of joy. Okay. Right? So it's, I, I think it is a lot more challenging for people these days, but then I will leave you with this, Nuno. I think we constantly underestimate how hard it is to lead men. Like by your daily habits, by the way you have to deal with the media, right. by how competitive you have to be, by your ability to cut through the BS constantly and stay firm with what you want to achieve. And if somebody is not willing to stand up and compete for a spot, especially when they got the bag, if you don't have that extra oomph in you, then I'm not sure you're the right person to lead our organization anyway. One of the things what you just said real quick, more than ever before, people want the easier way. If it's hard, plain people back away. If you got to work a little bit harder for it, they kind of shy away. And I'm not just talking about this generation. There are people in my generation that are just lazy. Plenty of people want to see the rainbow, want the end of the rainbow, but don't realize exactly the prism that went into that, that created that whole rainbow so you can get that pot of gold. More than ever before, if someone can take an easier way out, they will do it. More often than not, those easy way outs never work in the championships. They Freddie, don't. Freddie, Tim Grover is like a mentor to me. And I, I remember him telling me something when I got hurt when I was training uh-huh. because I was worried about my relationship. Right? I was going through a very difficult time with my girlfriend at the time. And he's like, Jay, unfortunately and fortunately, the greatest to ever do something, there's always collateral damage. Because you have to be so obsessed with your craft that nothing else matters. And in order for you to get back to where you were, nothing else has to matter. And you have to hope that people understand that. That's why you hear the greatest of the greatest. I mean, Serena talking about the fact that trying to be a mom and Mm. trying to be a wife, like that is tough because the amount of attention to detail and the amount of obsession it took for her to achieve that level, that becomes standard. That becomes habit. You, you don't know any other way. So then when other things come into your life that take up those mind shares, oh, that takes away from it. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're not giving it your all. 
Because you're all as a standard that other people can't relate to. Right. And especially if you got people buying like Novak Djokovic, for example, it's in the tennis term. His whole family bought in. Roger Federer, whole family Tom bought Brady in. Tom Brady until so, it did it, right? Right, exactly. Everybody bought in. And then yeah. Tom's like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm at a different stage. Mm-hmm. You don't think Tom Brady would still play if he could? Oh, my God. Come absolutely. on. He had to drag him he off the chose field. his family over football. He did. Because it cost him his wife when he chose football. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a real thing. It is completely real. Keep being real with us on the X at Real J Williams. That's Jay's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for joining Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPNU. Last year, they were the hunter. How will the Eagles this year handle being the hunted? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. The Philadelphia Eagles, who were a boss. They 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 were a boss in 2022. Can they do it again in 2023? Oh, okay. You said were. Like, I'm like, well, who was a boss who's no longer a boss? No, I didn't say they They're weren't a boss. Bo- They're still bosses. That's what I said. Here, Can they be the same kind of boss in 2023 like they were in 2022? You know the NFL is a is a second-by-second second league. You could be the boss one day, and then all of a sudden you're the employee the next year. Ah, uh, pass. You know how that goes. Yeah, I, I think that different strokes are different folks. I think this team is still a boss. Well, there's no doubt about it, especially when you got a guy named Hassan Reddick, who was a 2022 Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro, one of the best linebackers in the National Football League. Can't wait to talk about him and what he's doing now. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Jay Williams. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPNU. Hassan, I love your Twitter handle, at Hassan Seven Reddick, and you mentioned that you are the weapon. Mm. Where did that nickname come from, my friend? Um, just when I came into the league, you know, uh, I was kind of a used as a a guy who was doing everything. You know, a little bit of playing off ball backer, playing some. You know, uh, some reps of the minds was on the edge. So you know, I just felt like I was a weapon, a guy who could do multiple things. Yo. Hassan, I've been wanting to ask you, man. Obviously, last year was last year. Um, you know, having an entire offseason to think about how close you guys got. What do you think was the one thing missing that you have to take into this year to get you guys over the hump? Um, whew. Man, I don't know. You know, we we were a complete team last year. You know, veteran leadership, Um of young guys who you know helped out as well um you know I, I don't know I don't know what we'll be missing I would say uh from last year I just know that we have some guys that you know not going to be here this year um you know we lost Hargrave Marcus Sepp TJ Edwards uh Kaiser and those guys um so 
I just know that we're going to have guys, we're going to need guys to step up. You know, we're going to have some young guys that we drafted this year. We're going to need some guys to step up and make some plays for us. One of the things about that, and you got some dudes on defense led by you. I think Jordan Davis is going to be special. You draft Jalen Carter. You got a, a whole Georgia alumni Squad, club part man. of your defense right now when it comes to that Hassan Reddick. But you won't have your defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. But I get the sense because you're so tightly knit, it won't be as big of a loss. What has it been like to judge you a new defensive coordinator, even though Jonathan Gannon was so good for this defense last year? Um, it's been good, you know, having having our new DC and uh, Sean Desai come in. It's been it's been good, you know. He's been clicking. He's been finding ways to connect with the guys, um, you know. And he he came in with the goal of let's continue to play the same brand of football that we played last year. Uh, so you know, it's been a seamless transition. Feel like everybody's taking well to him. Um, you know, I feel like we're getting settled in the defense. You know, the season almost here, so we'll get to put it on tape, you know, and see how it all comes together. Hassan, our, our producer, Pat Costello, was pretty uh, pretty pissed off before yes, he was. about Jonathan Gannon. Um, he yelled probably about an hour before you came on our show saying that the lack no of adjustments, adjustments no in the second half is what cost you guys the Super Bowl. Your rebuttal to that. Say that one more time. <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about it. No, no. That's good. Now, you, no. you want me to lean into you it? Now? Lean into right, it. Son. So our, our producer, Pat Costello, right, who's here, diehard Eagles fan, okay, Ride, mm-hmm. rides and dies with y'all, was uh, we were talking about Jonathan Gannon and some of the challenges he has as a new head coach and what they're doing, um, literally kind of going for Caleb Williams as a QB. And he, he, he was like, I don't want to hear anything about Jonathan Gannon because he feels like the lack of adjustments he made in the second half caused you guys a Super Bowl. So I, I just since you are the pride and joy of the mm-hmm. defense, I, I would like for you to respond to producer Pat about whether that's true or not. That's all. Um, you know, I felt like Jonathan. You know, I felt like Gannon. He knew what type of team he had. He had a, a great D line. He had great corners. He had smart, you know, linebackers. I felt like he just wanted to let us take over the game. You know, rather than him trying to take over the game, and I could I could understand that, I could respect that. When you have playmakers, when you have a defense like we had last year, right? You want your guys to go out there. You don't want to do too much. You don't want to. You don't want to get in the way necessarily. You right. know. So that's just how I felt. I felt like he knew he had great playmakers, guys who can go out there and ball. I felt like he just wanted to keep it, you know, simple so guys could play to you know full speed, play up to their talent and their ability. So then it sounds like, what, what is that perfect blend, though? Because obviously, like, look, uh, playing for Coach K at Duke, right, we had incredible weapons offensively. I mean, incredible weapons, right? But there was also a structure that at times it was like, hey, I just can't let you guys play. Like, I need to play this game of chess. What is that, what is that blend? And do you think if you had more of that, would the defense have been better? Which is kind of crazy to even think out Amen. loud. I mean... You know, I do get your point. I hear you. I, I get what you're saying. But week in and week out, we, you know, we showed that we had the players to 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 make things come alive. You know, so on that end, you know, I hear you. I just feel like, like I said, I just feel like he wasn't trying to get in the way. He wasn't trying to do too much. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and do I hear you? Yes. Does adjustments need to be made? Yes. But man, when you got some of the guys that we have. Truly, honestly, you just want to stay out of the way. It's like, man, what more do I need to do? Let me let me get these guys in position and get on the field and go ball. I, I feel you on that because a lot of times, too, coaches uh-huh. try to overcoach and you're like, yo, just yep. let 
these guys do what they do. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. So take that, Pat Costello. Hassan Reddick, the outstanding all-pro linebacker, the Philadelphia Eagles. Hit him on social media, Hassan 7 Reddick. Joining Freddie Coming and Jay Williams here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. The one thing I love about guys like you, Hassan, is that when you start to make your name, companies come after you. Like Campbell's Soup. What are you doing with Campbell's Soup, Hassan, my friend? And tell me about Mark Klaus, man, because that, yeah. he's, he's my brother, and he, I, I tell you, he raves about you, Hassan. Like, he talks about you all mm-hmm. the time, about how great your relationship is with the company. He's the CEO of the company, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, Mark, man, he's been a, a great guy. You know, um, somebody who, I think, you know, him and the brand, uh, as far as Campbell's, Chunky, somebody that I could reach out to whenever I needed to do or wanted to do anything in the community. Um, you know, he's been a big support since day one, uh, helping out with any and everything that I've asked him to help out with from football camps, um, you know, to Christmas giveaways, whatever it may be, you know, that the, him, the brand, they just been behind me a hundred percent, something that I'm appreciative of, uh, you know, because I'm a guy who likes to give back to the community. I have a lot going on, um, which is why this partnership was able to come about because he knew that about me. He knew what I stood for as a person, as a, you know, a community leader, and as somebody who likes to give back to the community. Well, speaking of that, what is your relationship with the Matthews brothers following your footsteps? Because you've been a big brother to them in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, they are my brothers. They're my little brothers. Um, you know, uh, we have the same father. Uh, so I've just been there trying to, you know, help them get to where I'm at, right? They have goals. They want to, you know, they want to follow in my footsteps. They want to make it to the NFL. Uh-huh. So I've just been trying to do my duty as a big brother to help bring them along, help wow. make them better players, you know, help be a positive role model at the end of the day. Just be a positive role model and, uh, and reinforcement in their life. He is known as the weapon. He's an all-pro linebacker. The only time I don't root for Hassan Reddick is when he plays my Cowboys twice a year, but there's nothing I can do about that. He joined us here with E.J. Williams and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Like we mentioned, hit him up on social media. He's a great follow at Hassan7Reddick. Hey, Hassan, keep doing your thing, my friend. We keep rooting for you. So then we play my Cowboys and take care. Good luck, brother. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Jay. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. No doubt about it. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I'm not just saying because we had him, but just the way that he can go about his business. And he doesn't want fanfare. He doesn't do the whole jump up, look at me, look at me. But anytime something good happened with that Eagles defense, he always seemed to be in the middle of it, given Hassan Reddy. By the way, there was so much hype around Micah Parsons. I'm like, do you see what he's doing? If one, you know what I mean? Well, number seven in, in white and green gets it in. I, I agree. There's and by no the way, I, I know we often joke around things about, you know, seeing where people go with certain questions. But the yeah. fact that he stayed above the fray Absolutely. as it relates to his D.C. and Jonathan Gannon at that time. Yeah. It's like I, I love people that buy into what the team is doing. It's like by any means necessary, we'll do it. Right. Like that happened last year, but we're not throwing anybody under the bus. Right. Like that's on us, yeah, ultimately. And the best yeah, but thing, I was right. No, you weren't. The best thing for us is that he put you in your place. So you know you were not right, Pat Costello. You could not have been more wrong, especially hearing a guy who actually played on the NFL field in the Super Bowl instead of guys like me and you who are watching the Super Bowl last year. You don't want to be right, but you're not right, and that's just how it goes. Whether you're right or wrong, we can take your calls next. We know you got plenty to say about Brock Purdy. Is he the guy in San Francisco this year? Trey Lance being traded by the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott feeling some sort of way. Whatever's on your mind, Jay Williams and Freddie Cohen want to hear it at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You can also tell us how wrong Pat Costello is as well. Do that next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel eighty, and ESPNU.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPNU. So we'll throw that out there, Jay Will. NFL season nine days away. College football. Week one, two days away. You got Florida taking on Utah. Utah number 14 in the country. About to play their last year in the Pac-12 like everybody else before they move on. All of a sudden, now things get real. Today is cut-down day in the National Football League. Mm. There's going to be a lot of talented players not part of football teams. It gets real sooner than later with the NFL and college football right around the corner. What happens to Jonathan Taylor today? That's a good today, question. Is that, is that day, you know, will he be a Miami Dolphin? Will he be forced to stay with the Colts? What do you think is going to happen? I I don't know. I don't know. Um you know, I, I, is the relationship broken to the point where you can't make a smaller deal after you say, hey, the market didn't give us the assets in return that we deem you worthy of? Right. I, you don't it, know? It, it feels I, – I, I would bet that he ends up back with the Colts. Okay. At the money that they're going to pay him that he doesn't want because nobody wants to trade for him. <laughs> it's collusion. Well, then, the at the end, are, you, are you choosing not to play at all? Well, it's kind of hard to miss those checks every 1st and 15th of the month, man. It may not be the money you I, want. I, we keep, I, I made this uh, theme of burn rate is a real thing that I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Explain like, for oh, those who don't know what that people is. Because people are like, oh, well, what's, uh, well, this guy's making so much money. He's making $5 million a year. I'm like, okay, well, let's just cut that in half, two and a half. And then, you know, what's his burn rate? What's his overhead? Like, how many homes does he have? How does he like to travel? Is he getting PJs back and forth? Like, that's cost, okay, like an hour trip costs you 20K on the one way. Like, so, like, you know, how, what kind of life are you living, right? Like, how many people are you giving uh, Gucci bags to? Like, and people think it's absurd, but it's really not. When you start living that way, all of a sudden you look at your bank account, you're like, well, hold on a second. I'm spending this per month, but I'm only bringing in this amount. That's not sustainable over time. So how badly do you need the money? Have you saved your checks? Because if you're playing for three years, if you make $4 million a year, if you saved up $6 million, all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, I, I got time. I'm, I'm cool. Right. I'll wait it out. But if you got 500000 eh, 
Yeah, that's what I got to play. Sticky. I got to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of players who have to play. Right. Trust and believe me. Yeah, people don't realize there's so many other people, including Uncle Sam, they got their hands in your pocket. <laughs> and they want their Agents, fair share. Accountants, managers, family. Oh, you got you got your little concierge service that takes care of all your spots where you go out. You got your little friends in certain pockets as well that you take care of. It happens. Yeah, wow. And people don't realize that because they're not in that position to know about certain things. They don't even lend their family ten dollars. So can you imagine having that situation scenario potentially? As a pro athlete? Now, making excuses. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, you can. No Very doubt quickly. about that. No doubt about that. Steve in Ohio wants to weigh in as we get closer and closer to the NFL season. 888-729-3776. Big Steve, what you got, my friend? Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I really Our appreciate it. Our pleasure. Uh, long-time Duke Blue Devil. So, okay, Steve. Uh, roll on that all day, all day, all day. Coach K, I was, I was, I was sad when he retired. Anyway. Uh, my question is, um, you kind of brought it up earlier about Sam Darnold being the backup to Brock Purdy. And we're talking about Trey Lance being the backup, possible backup to Dak. Uh, I'm a Bengals fan right now. Our backups are horrible. Are we at a point in time in the NFL where backups are kind of becoming more valuable than they used to be, especially for teams that are looking for playoff pushes? You said it exactly. If Brock Purdy goes down again in the playoffs, is Sam Darnold going to be the guy to get the 49ers to the – NFC Championship or, or, or Super Bowl, uh, we're, have, we're having to look at quarterbacks that are getting hurt, like you know Joe Burrow. If he goes down in the middle of the yep. season with another calf injury, our backups are—I don't even know if our backups are going to win us a game. Not what it, not you know, much less get us to the uh, to the playoffs. We need backup quarterbacks that are going to get us where we need to go. I mean, and now it seems like they're becoming more valuable. Like I guarantee, half the the league they want a Brock Purdy as their backup quarterback that is going to make a run in, in the regular season and possibly get them to the Super Bowl. If you've got a – not that backup quarterbacks are horrible, but not every backup quarterback is a Brock Purdy that's going to come in, light it up, and possibly get you to the Super Bowl. So that's my question. Are, are backup quarterbacks, are they valuable now? Are they going to become valuable? Thanks for taking my call, my my, call guys. Appreciate my, it. My brother Steve in Ohio – our pleasure, Steve in Ohio. Put it this way. It's been like that, Steve, for more than a minute because mm-hmm. your backup quarterback in Cincinnati is Trevor, Trevor Simeon, who's washed out with more than a couple of teams. So Joe Burrow goes down. You have a guy that's played in the NFL, but he has not been a quality quarterback to your liking in the NFL. And when it comes to Brock Purdy, remember, he was third string with the 49ers. But then Trey Lance got hurt. And then Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, but they had enough to use Jay Will's term that's completely on point. They had enough trust and belief in him, but nobody saw that coming where he went undefeated in the regular season and got that team to the NFC Championship game before he got knocked out, one of two quarterbacks knocked out by the Philadelphia Eagles. So if you're a Cooper Rush in Dallas, you could become very, very valuable because if Dallas believes enough in Trey Lance that they can get him up to speed as a backup quarterback, you as a backup quarterback, a 5-1 and one as a starter last year for mm-hmm. Dak Prescott when he got injured. Guys like that, We'll have a lot of places to go in modern times in the NFL. Agree. How about Rodney in Arkansas? Rodney, there. We'll pick. Yeah, man. Jay, uh, I, I, the NFL season's upon us. Love it. Love the NFL. Big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But I'm also a college basketball and NBA guy, and I'm watching the FIBA World Cup, and I don't understand how we're not talking more about what 
Hollis Jefferson has been doing, Jay. He's been out there acting like been, been out there acting like Kobe himself. Bryant. He's been out there acting like Kobe Bryant, yeah, right, Rodney? Dude, <laughs> the whole crowd cheering for Kobe. He's got the number twenty four on, and I'm telling you, man, it was it gave me goosebumps watching him play for Jordan against uh, against New Zealand, Jay. This man had thirty nine and eight or thirty nine and nine against a New Zealand team that ain't – I mean, New Zealand team ain't that bad. It's not the U.S., but he had 24 against Greece, 39. He has the most points so far in the tournament. And I'm just wondering to myself, Jay, at 6'8", with that wingspan, that athleticism, and oh, my goodness, you saw the dunk if you, if you didn't. Hit the rewind button. That, that was filthy. <laughs> when when you got when you got all those measurables, he was a first round draft pick, so obviously there's something there. He tore it up at Arizona. How is this man not on an NBA roster, Jay? I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I, I, so some of my boys and I were talking about this. This is all by circumstance. You know, it, it's going to the wrong situation can mm-hmm. lead to things not happening. Not having a coach give you an opportunity. Like I, I try to help people understand. I mean, just to our last caller, I, I thought it was great, Rodney. Um, think about this. So I was a second pick. In it. Granted, it would have changed if I had continued to play. Absolutely. But like, how that coach envisions you with what he thinks that you are is everything for that situation. That's mm-hmm. why not a lot of players can exceed that. Right. So my rookie year, I ran the triangle. The triangle was built for a big wing. Right, you catch the ball at the elbow, the pinch post, turn face, Michael Jordan, Kobe. Right, the triangle is also built for powerful, dominant bigs, Shaquille O'Neal, who played in the triangle. Right. So as a guard, you give the ball up, you don't really get the ball back within the flow of the offense until later. Now you can make it work, but it's not the same floor spacing, ball screen type of offense at the volume that it was for me in college. No doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the system, because my coach didn't see me like that at first. Same for Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Found himself as an ex-NBA player who now is playing in the FIBA, who's dominating people, right. who's earning a lot of money. Yeah. I was just talking to Nuno about this yesterday. I don't know why we're not talking about FIBA way more. I get that it's football season. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get hyped up about what's happening with Aaron Rodgers and the right. Jets. And- well, you know why? Not enough star power. And the star power that's there is not playing for the United States. Luka Doncic, we know about him, but he's playing no, for a different man. country. Anthony Edwards, I think, is a star. Well, he he's ascending. I think he's a star. Jalen Brunson keeps ascending, and Austin Reeves has been tearing it up for the United States. He's he's part of but the bench with Paulo Banquero. Those guys are coming off. They're not the same level of star yet, but this gets out. Then all of a sudden, we're going to be even more vested because these guys are doing this with FIBA without a a superstar for the FIBA American team. Then what's that going to look like for the Olympic team? I mean, Rondé hasn't played in the league since 2021. 2021. Like that, 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 that's crazy to me. Yeah, it is. But yet his game, people are literally chanting Kobe Bryant when he touches the rock. Well, 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 maybe that can change a little bit. An NBA team, an NBA scout is probably paying attention. By the way, the Cowboys in the NFL continues to be in the news at the expense of FIBA. That's part of Hot Ticket, brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing part of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. We'll talk about that star system when it comes to international sports, and also more of your calls next at 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us as always this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and also ESPN. You've got to get your take on Noah Lyles from yesterday. He said that they're the world champion of what the United States, by the way, who no one knew about him a lot before yesterday. Won three gold medals over the weekend in the World Championships in track, including a four-by-100-meter relay and the 100-200 individual. And he said, I'm trying to say I'm the real world champion because NBA players win a world champion. They're champion of the United States, and I'm the real world champion. He put that out there unprovoked about how the classification should be this regarding professional sports and what he does on a worldwide level. I mean, people yesterday saying that he sounded flagrantly, like flagrantly ignorant. I'm like, actually... It's quite genius. He has you paying attention Absolutely. to track and field. Absolutely. He has you talking about his name, yep. which was never mentioned before. So I, I, I get the play. Um, and I like it because I, I think as we approach these games, like we should have a little bit more sense of, like, are we rooting for us in these sports that yep. we typically don't pay attention to? It would star I mean, power. I, 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 would, I would bet any amount of money that if I were to sit down with Noah, that he will recognize that the best players in the world all come to the NBA Absolutely. to play. So when I see people breaking that down, even hearing his take on it, yeah. he's educated enough to know mm-hmm. that the last four MVPs have all been from overseas. Yep. Like I highly, um, I, 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 it's funny for me to think that he would go to a national platform and not do any kind of due diligence exactly. on understanding what the NBA is. He knew like exactly he what he was he doing. He gaslit it. And smart for yeah. him to do so. I said it Because now everybody's talking about it. Yeah, I said it yesterday. It's genius because he's not dumb and he's a great personality. He knew by saying that unprovoked what he was going to get. You're going to pay more attention next year in the Olympics in Paris when I won three gold medals and world championships this weekend you're definitely going to pay attention to me because of what I said and bringing it to the table, which brings more attention to his sport. He knew exactly what he was doing. Well played. Completely well played, played, Mr. Peanut. And I love how serious people get. You know, NBA players, they they come from Slovenia and Serbia and all over the world. What is this guy talking about? I'm like, that's obvious. Exactly. You know what we don't talk about? Giannis being from, like, Greece? Like, Mm -hmm. his roots from Africa? Like, we don't talk about... Where Nikola Jokic is from? Exactly. He just won the NBA Finals. Everybody's paying attention to that. Yeah, He's gaslighting you guys. Yeah, yeah, Please pay attention. Yeah, meanwhile, Noah Lazar going, <laughs> yippee, yeah. when he came to something yeah. like that. More of your calls to end the program today at 888-729-3776. Laverne in Chicago, what you got? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Hey, guys. We're how good. you doing this morning? We're good this What's morning. Up? Hey, man. Jay Will. 
What up, Jay baby? Will, I miss you, bro. Oh, I man. miss you, man. I you, miss you. Hey, you're the most. You're the motivation every morning on the commute to work, man. And believe it or not, I dropped a little couple of your kid bits while selling cars, man. Okay. Okay. All, All right, right, Laverne. I like that, All man. Right. You know. Hey, bro. Hey, you don't you don't miss your water till your well runs dry, man. I need you back <laughs> on. I need you back on, bro. We're See, working through it, Laverne. We're See, working you through it. You just never know who you're influencing. You never know who's paying attention. I appreciate yeah, I, I, we I appreciate, appreciate every, that. Hey, man. Every morning for a year, man, going. 30 miles one way from the south side of Chicago to the north side. You brought it You brought it every morning, dude. Hey, LeBron, what do you do for a living? I sell cars, man. Okay. Yeah, man. There we go. I see you out there All working. Right. Man, he's, he's grinding. Grinding. Grinding those Chicago winters, 39, man. Yeah. 39 years of selling cars, bros. Wow. Laverne's his own grindhouse as far as that goes. By the way, we appreciate the call and the kind words for Jay Will. But, yeah, I like that. I appreciate that, Laverne. I mean, look, at the end of the day, man, we're all here trying to get better. So, yep. and, and I know, like, we live in a world where you're supposed to have some kind of hot, polarizing take all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, extremism where, oh, you have to burn this guy down. But you, you see me scrunching re- my re- face at that, yeah, by the way. because, Freddie, in reality, man, like, it, it's it's way more nuanced than that. And I love the fact that sometimes you and I can have these type of conversations. Prime example, like the Matthew Stafford, Kelly Stafford situation, right, about her going on the pod. Like that's a real thing that occurs in the locker room. And how guys deem that when it's like if a leader or a quarterback loses the locker room because younger players are finding out about how he feels through his wife's podcast. Yeah that are then being asked to them by media pundits, that they see stories that are all over the TV, that makes you feel some type of way about him as a leader in the locker room and how that affects you, right? It's not yeah. like, it's not some kind of extreme take here and there. Yeah, I, I wonder what that next podcast that she calls the morning after podcast is going to sound like because you made the point, it's a great point, that in that locker room, they're going to have to answer questions from the media about what she put out there in the podcast that her husband is struggling trying to communicate with his new teammates who seem to be dialed into their phones more than be dialed into him. So when they have to answer those kind of questions, I can't wait to hear what kind of answers she's going to have to come up with if Matthew Stafford did not know that his wife was going to do that because she's got to face those kind of questions as well, saying, hey, why would you put that out there when that's so, that may have been just an intimate conversation between you and your husband that he shared about him having that kind of having that kind of scruffle, that, st- that kind of that whole stuff going on there in that whole locker room. And as my mama said, God rest her soul. You know, um, rest in peace, Mama Will. Don't let your mouth write a check that your behind can't cash. Or somebody else's mouth is doing it. <laughs> right? I don't so want to put what, it out there. That's what I'm saying. You know, whatever what? that, whatever's going to be. What did you say, be. Pat? Oh, Pat, I said, who it. writes checks anymore? Don't let your mouth... Venmo, whatever the terminology Venmo. is, Pat, that you want to use, whatever you want to use to modernize it, get up on game, Pat. Greeny comes God, next. Venmo account not needed. Anymore. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. We keep Rest writing those peace, checks. Glad Pat cares about keep you, sending please. that money. This is the mighty ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is ESPN Radio.